And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Carry on my way with There'll be peace when you are gone. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. everybody and welcome to Lupa's Bits episode 29 and yes I did not have to check because I found out beforehand Hmm. (laughs) actually um somebody found out for me and told me because I am useless most days anyway episode 29 of Lupa's Bits I am your host as always Lupa Barty aka Stephanie J Barty and the pause is I'm sticking my tongue out at somebody Uh, and we are back in front of a live studio audience. Give them a round of applause for being brave enough to show up today. Because <laughs> today is an interesting day, let me tell you. Um, I have been sick since last Thursday. Yeah, I think it was Thursday when I first started getting sick. And um, it got really bad really quick. And then it got better and then it got really bad again. <clears throat> um, and then I spoke to my sister, who is a nurse practitioner. And Well, I, actually, I didn't intentionally speak to my sister. Um, I was speaking with my nephew. And my sister was eavesdropping. <laughs> and um, she heard me coughing and heard what I sounded like. And she's like, that doesn't sound like a cold. So, upon my sister's medical advice, I went and had a COVID test done today. Um, it's not something I would recommend doing for shits and giggles. You know, if you're looking for something fun, wouldn't recommend it. Um, I'd heard that it hurts, and that's not a lie. They, um, I make jokes about, you know, they tickle your brain because, you know, I've, I've had nasal swabs before. They go in there with a Q-tip. Yeah, nope, not a Q-tip. She came at me with a bottle brush. Um, and she didn't tickle my brain. She pretty much reached up inside, spun it around like she was creating a mummy, and yanked it out through my nose. I, it, it hurt <laughs> really bad for about five seconds, and then it stopped. Um, have you ever, you know, you're swimming in a chlorine pool and you get water up your nose, and it really, really burns, and it makes your eyes water. I could go and snort an entire pool right now, and it would not even come close to what that felt like. Nope. Wouldn't even touch it. Not even close. Would not recommend it to it. Well, okay, hold on. I have a small list of people I would recommend it to. Um, But, yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody that I actually liked. But, yeah, worst five seconds of my life. And then I spent three hours at the hospital, not because of the test. The test didn't cause me to have to go to the hospital. Um, Thankfully, I was hanging onto the chair, so the test didn't cause anybody else to have to go to the hospital either. But uh, no, they didn't like the way I sounded. And um, because of my, y'all know about my heart issues, because of my heart issues, they were a little concerned and just wanted to me to, let me try that again, 
wanted me to get checked out to make sure there wasn't anything else underlying that could be causing me to feel like a piece of hammered poo. Um, and that's pretty much how I felt. If you've ever actually hammered poo, you know, it splatters out all over the place and looks really, really bad. That's kind of how I feel. <clears throat> so off to the hospital I went. And that was an experience in and of itself, too. Now, if you've ever been to South Lake Hospital in Newmarket, it is an amazing hospital, for one thing. Hands down, the best cardiac hospital and one of the best cancer hospitals in Ontario. If you have something wrong with your heart, South Lake is the place to go. South Lake is the place they send you. I know, I've been there a few times. Um, if you're having an angiogram done, you're going to South Lake. If you're having, if you have to go to the cath lab, you're going to South Lake. If you have to have anything done with your heart, you are going to South Lake. Good place to be. So they were concerned about my heart. So I went to South Lake. <laughs> Just happened to be across the road. So it was very conveniently located. Off I went. And I get there. My blood pressure is high. It's a little high. For me, it was a little high. And my oxygen levels were great. I was, I was very pleased. I was 95% on room air. Yay. I don't have to have the thing stuck up my nose. Awesome. Um, which means I'm still breathing on my own. So they wanted me to have a chest x-ray, an ECG. ECG? Yeah, ECG. Hold on. Yep, ECG. I still have the... Every time I get those stupid little sticky things stuck on me, I always end up with a rash. Every single spot that there's the little sticky things. So I have about uh, one, two, three, four, five eight little sticky rash spots now. Um, and they wanted me to have blood work done and, you know, the workup, the works, the yay. So I get there and their parking leaves a lot to be desired. Okay. Now Midland Hospital, the care leaves a lot to be desired, but the parking is convenient. It's right outside of, like, you can park right outside of Emerge. So all you have to do is get out of your car and drag your sorry butt to the door. Not quite so for South Lake. Um, the parking lot is behind the hospital where the main entrance is. So it's COVID. The main, the hospital's closed. You, you can't just, you know, waltz through and find where you're going. So I go in the main entrance and... Um, but one of the symptoms that I have is that I'm short of breath. So I walk more than 15, 20 feet. I got to stop because I'm wheezing. And um, I get to, I get out of my car, I park my car as close to the door as I possibly can in the paid parking lot. Yeah, you can go to the mall for free, but you got to pay to go to the hospital. They make a killing off those parking lots. I'm just saying. Anyway, so I park as close to the main entrance because I figure I'm going to go in the main entrance and go over to Emerge through that way. Because there's no way I can climb the 45 stairs up the hill and around the corner to where Emerge actually is. So I get to the doors and I'm like, can I even go in? Because the spinny door that's always spinning that you can just kind of step in and then run along and not touch it and step out isn't moving. And there's a whole bunch of people kind of milling around outside. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, so I get my bearings, and there's a lady standing there, and I'm like, can, can we even go in here? And she's like, yeah, we can. I'm like, all right, great, where's the button? She's like, I'll open the door for you. Perfect, do it from six feet. 
So she opens the door and I go and it's, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like walking into a ghost town. Like the main entrance of any hospital when you go in, there's the gift shop, there's little cafes, there's always people milling around, there's little sitting areas, there's people visiting and there's music playing and you know, there's, there's stuff. And I walked in and it was like deserted. There was nobody except for, you know, because everything's roped off. So there's this little narrow path and a table and a girl. And she's got like full PPE on and the table's got like 17 bottles of hand sanitizer and blue masks. I've got my mask on. (coughs) So um, I go over to her and I'm like, how do I get to emerge? And by this point in time, I'm wheezing pretty good because it was quite a distance. I had to go through the parking lot, up about 10 stairs, across the the road, the, the driveway, and then down a little hip. It's like a um, curved drive that comes up to the door because you drop people off, you pick people up. So I had to go down that way and I'm weaving in and out of the cars that are all parked there, picking people up or dropping people off. And then inside. So I was kind of out of breath. And she's like, are you all right? Give me a minute. Got to catch my breath. I have a referral. <laughs> That's all I said. Have a referral. And I gave her the piece of paper from the COVID assessment center. Because they're the ones that referred me. And she looks at it and she said, this is from the COVID assessment center? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, you have to go out and go up. And, and I just looked at her and she's like, would you like me to take you there? Yes, please. Went and got a wheelchair and she came back around and she sat me in it. And it was one of those weird wheelchairs. It wasn't like a normal wheelchair. It was like, you know when you go to the mall and they have those wheelie cart things that you can get for your kids? And you can push them around and they've got like the little feet thing that sticks like solid. Not like in the wheelchair where you can flip them up and sit in it like you can in a normal chair. But it's got like this metal thing that comes out the bottom. Yeah, so I kind of had to straddle the chair before I could sit down. It was very ungraceful, let me tell you. But I managed to get into it without falling over. She puts the little arms down and off we go. And it was quite a rigmarole to go from the main entrance over to um, Emerge. It was like 17 halls, two elevator rides, and then another labyrinth of halls and, and security everywhere. I have never seen so much security in a hospital in my entire life. Everywhere I turned, there was a boy in blue. Well, black, because hospital security wears black. But police, there was tons of police there, too. I think the super jail, it was sick day at the super jail or something. You know, like, bring an inmate to the hospital day or something. Because there was a ton of police officers there. So, they get me to... (coughs) She gets me to emerge, and she wheels me all the way outside. to (laughs) to, To the girl at the table, just inside the doors. I'm like, you couldn't have just taken me over there? Like, all the way outside. Dumps me there. And she looks. Uh, referral? <laughs> okay, go back inside to triage. I, I don't understand why she had to take me out to the girl outside just to bring me back into the girl inside. But, you know, she did. Anyway, so she brings me into the pre-registration. And I'm just, I, oh my God. Okay. R- referral? <laughs> okay. Give me your health card. Tell me why you're here. So I run through the sh- the gamut of symptoms. Tell them why I'm there. Um, and then she's like, "Okay, go over to the triage, and she'll call. Take these this 
piece of paper, go over to triage, and then she'll call you. Okay, fine. So she wheels me over to triage, and she's like, she goes, she goes to, the one girl has already left. She comes out, and she, like, goes to wheel me. I'm like, I can walk. It's only 10 feet. I can walk. Stop. <laughs> Get me out of this chair. So I walk over, and just before I can sit down, I'm being waved over. All right. So I go over, and you can tell this guy has worked well beyond the length of time he probably should have. He probably did a night shift and ended up having to stay well into the day shift because he really didn't want to be there. And I felt really bad for him. I really did. You could tell he was tired. He just, all I could see were his eyes because he's full, like, cap, mask, plastic mask, everything, you know, like 17 layers of protection. And his eyes just looked tired and dead. There was nothing there. <laughs> Why are you here? Ran down the list of stuff again. They took my blood pressure. They took my oxygen levels. And they had to take my blood pressure twice. Um, and then he's like, okay, go over to registration. She'll call you when she's ready. Okay, fine. Gives me another piece of paper. So now by this point in time, I now have three pieces of paper. I go and just before I sit down for triage, and I'm like, I just want to sit for a minute. Before I sit down, triage calls me over. I'm like, all right, this is actually moving a lot faster than most hospital visits do. Normally, you're sitting in the waiting room for upwards of three hours before you even get to triage. And then you're waiting another three hours. So I'm like, eh, there are benefits to COVID. This is moving a lot quicker than my last hospital visit. So I get, I go over and I talk to um, triage lady. Why are you here? Do you three people that are all sitting in the same bloody room not know what's going on? Because all three of you have typed everything into the computer. So it's right there. You, right there. You're looking at it. I run down the gamut of symptoms yet again. Referral. <laughs> and um, she's like, okay. And she runs through all my health stuff. You know, my doctor, my cardiologist. <laughs> And it's good to know I am not the only one that calls him this. <laughs> because the poor nurse, that triage, slipped. My cardiologist's name is Dr. Dibble. Now, my ex and I and several other of my family members, we have all, and other people that have him as a cardiologist, we've all made the mistake and called him Dr. Dribble. Accidentally, it happens. Well, when the nurse asked who my cardiologist was, I said, Dr. Dibble. I made perfectly sure I was aware I was saying Dr. Dibble. And she goes, oh, Dr. Dribble. I mean, Dibble. <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> I just looked at her completely deadpan when he's too short to play basketball because he is a good foot and a half shorter than I am. And I am only five foot three. <clears throat> if you've ever watched the show ER, think Dr. Romano from ER. That is Dr. Dibble. He is short, he is bald, and he is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure nobody calls him Dr. Dribble to his face. Anyway, she went beat red and it's like, it's okay, I've done it too. <clears throat> so then... I went from there 
we walked over and went, I went into the EKG waiting room. Now the EKG waiting room is not only just for EKG. Well, it's, it's for EKGs, but they're also doing other stuff over there as well. But you're only over there if you're having an EKG or an ECG or whatever, one of the ultrasound, all that stuff for your heart is all over there. And of course they've got all the chairs all spaced out and big signs don't sit here. Okay. So if I find a seat in a little nook that I think used, was once a bed, a bay where they had a bed, but they've taken all the beds out now and it's just chairs. Um, there's people like hanging off the chairs and there was a, one girl, she was actually on the floor lying on the chair. And I just, I'm hiding in a corner. Like, don't touch me. Don't breathe on me. Don't look at me. Just don't even think COVID in my direction. Just don't. I don't like being in hospitals to begin with. They're cesspools. They are. You want to get sick, go to a hospital. Guaranteed you'll catch something. Um, at least our hospitals anyway. So I'm hiding in my little corner and all of a sudden this parade of police officers start coming in. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Entertainment. Yay. <laughs> if I was, if I wasn't feeling more crappy, I would, you know, I'm always, I'm, I'm all about a man in a uniform. I kind of like a man in a uniform. Um, so they come parading in and then they bring in this man that, you know, I'm pretty sure is somewhere along the lines related to Andre the Giant because he had to duck when he came in. Um, oh, hang on. Nope, no sneeze. Okay. That, that tickle thing in the nose that, you know, you're going to sneeze and you don't. Yeah. Sneezes interrupt us. Anyway. Um, so they bring him in and he's a big boy all the way around. Big boy. Like he's got seven feet tall. I, I kid you not. Okay. I kid you not. And about seven feet wide. And he's got to squeeze into this itty bitty little chair. He does. He does. And he's got two officers behind him, two officers in front of him. And then there's like two more officers kind of just, you know, circling around like sharks. Like, oh, this is great. Awesome. That dude could just swat them all like flies. So now I'm cozy down into my little corner, even smaller, trying to make myself look as inconspicuous as possible. And the little nurse or the doctor, the nurse, I don't know what she was. They all look the same because they're all dressed the same. Nobody's wearing coats anymore. Just they're all PPE. So you don't know who's who. It's very playing field equal, I will say. So she comes running out and she's like, we have an interview room. We can put him in there. Perfect. So, yeah, he goes to get up and takes the chair with him. Off they go. But that was entertaining. So then I get my ECG done, which I find the test makes me giggle every single time because it takes a whole lot longer to set the test up than it actually does to perform the test. They just get all the stickies on. They get all the electrodes on, push the button, and they take all the electrodes off. They take all the stickies off, and you're done. Like, pretty much, like, ten minutes. And... Eight of those minutes are set up. So I get that done, go back and I sit. No, I get that done and then they send me into which, okay, if you've ever been into an emergency room, once you get past triage and actually get into where you're going to see a doctor, they've got all the little beds, like all the bays where all the beds are and, and you know, you're in a bay and you've got a bed and, you know, you can have a nap. They've removed all the beds out of all the bays 
and now have chairs because of the amount of people that they have to see. So we're in, I'm in one of the bays and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chairs in this little bay where this bed used to be. And, um, there's, when I first go in, there's like three of us in there, four of us in there. And we kind of keep changing in and out every time they come, you know, they come in, they have to do blood. First, the nurse comes in and she did, she took everybody's vitals in the room. (laughs) Everybody was in there. She just went around the room. Okay. She did blood pressure over here and oxygen over here and temperature and then blood pressure, oxygen and temperature and blood pressure all the way around the room. Wrote it all down her little pad and away she went. And then they called somebody out to go for an ultrasound and then they called somebody out to go, they had to do, go and give a pee sample and they came and got me and took me out into the hallway and they took blood and a pretty little bruise. Um, and then they came and got me to do my x-ray and we all went, like, there's, and each section of it now is color coded and we were, what were we? We were yellow cardiac and then there was there was green cardiac yellow cardiac red cardiac and then on the other side there was um like right across from where we were there was the same colors but they were for something else i think it was just like normal regular ailment like they had everything all sectioned off it was kind of cool anyway um and then they take you off into this little area curtained off area to talk to you so I'm waiting and 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 I'm chit-chatting and you know Corey and Leanne (laughs) made two friends while I was there Corey was there he was having abdominal pain that's why he came up to the hospital and they did his blood pressure and he was pretty much walking heart attack he was only like 26 too um security's still everywhere and this one poor lady I don't think I think she had dementia I'm not sure she didn't speak um, they kept bringing her bottles of Ensure and, and making her drink them. They came and got her and took her upstairs to, a, to the ward, to a room. Um, but it was really weird when they, they went to take her up. She couldn't take anything with her. She was in hospital gown and, and hospital pants. Um, but she had to leave her purse, all of her clothing, everything went into, um, a plastic bag. Like, you know, the hospital bags that they get. That you get when you come in, like if you've been in an accident, they put all your clothes in there or something, or you're going for surgery, they put all your clothes in this hospital bag and they write your name on it, zip it up. Well, they put everything in that and they said, you know, we'll bring it up later. No, no, no way. Nope. I'm going home. Um, the lady beside me, Leanne, she had fluid around her heart. So she was staying and I'm like, okay, that's two out of the five of us. Um, the other girl that was in there, um, Sika, I don't know. She had a really weird name and she was going straight to surgery. She had, I think, what did she say she had? She had, um, something wrong with her heart valve. Anyway, she was going straight to surgery. So I'm like, okay, great. You know, like, this is not boding well for me. I'm going home. <laughs> These people don't seem to understand. I am going home. <clears throat> so finally the doctor comes in, calls me out. We go and chat and uh, he said under normal circumstances, he would have kept me. But because I'm not newly diagnosed, because I've been dealing with cardiomyopathy for 10 plus years, 
I know my signs. I know my symptoms. I know what to watch for. Um, he felt confident in sending me home. And he figures what I've got is a viral infection. He was going to give me antibiotics just in case. But, you know, I'm allergic to penicillin and don't do so well with the sulfates. So he decided, all right, no, you made it this far. Go home. Don't have my results for my COVID test yet. So it's I'm hoping this is the one test I want to fail. I want it to be negative. I will take a negative. I'll be very happy with a negative. I will throw a party for a negative um, I don't see how I could have caught it. The only place that I could think of would have been the Walmart um, when I was looking at coffee pots. There was like a few of us crammed in this aisle. But I didn't lick anything. I didn't lick anybody. I didn't touch anything. I didn't touch anybody. So that is the only thing that I can think of. Now, I had been cleaning. Um, there was a cupboard where there was some water damage in the trailer and had molded and I was tearing that up and working on that, which more than likely is the culprit for this. I breathed some of the mold spores in and they just kind of settled in and went, woohoo, let's party. Um, cause they like to do that. My lungs seem to be a popular place to hang out. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, it was, that was, that was my morning. <laughs> that was my morning. Um, I left the hospital, I think it was about three o'clock and then I finally got something. No, I didn't get anything to eat. I still hadn't had anything to eat. Uh, cause I had a cup of coffee, got up and had a cup of coffee and thought, well, you know, I don't know what the roads are like. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I don't know what the driveway is going to be like because my car doesn't like, seem to like snow. Definitely need to invest in some actual winter tires. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I can hear my dad in my head right now yelling at me <laughs> I should know better and in my defense I wasn't supposed to buy the tires just saying they weren't my responsibility I was told somebody else was buying the tires it never happened that's all I'm going to say on that anyway um, so I tend to get stuck if it's smushy. So where I'm parked, I'm kind of, I am relatively flat. So, so far, so good. Touch wood. <laughs> I'm in a trailer. I had to find some real wood. It took me a minute. I wasn't getting off the couch either. The couch has been my favorite place all week. I got my computer set up so I can watch TV. I've got my pillows on the couch. And I mean, you can only lie in bed for so long. I spent the first day pretty much lying in bed, just rolling from side to side because, you know, I could only lie in one position for so long and then it started to hurt. Um, I don't even think I watched very, I, I would put like Supernatural on or Buffy. Supernatural and Buffy have been like my two binge shows because if I fall asleep, it's okay. I can wake up and go, yep, I know where I am and I know what's going on. Or, crap, I missed that episode. That was a really good episode. I got to go back a couple episodes and watch it. I was watching Virgin River at night um, because nighttime is the worst for me. I can't sleep because I cough a lot. Um, so nighttimes I would spend most of the night 
in an upright position. Now, sitting up in my bed is difficult because there's a window right behind the, the head of the mattress. So there's blinds. So it's not like I can just prop myself up against the wall there. <clears throat> so I have to kind of sit, almost sit up with a pillow on my lap and lean forward onto the pillow. So yeah, I spent a couple hours sleeping like that. Um, until my knees and my legs fell asleep. But uh, I, wa I was watching Virgin River and I kept falling asleep. And then I'd be like, oh, and I got to go back and figure out where I was when I fell asleep and start watching it again. And I just, I gave up. I gave up until I'm better. I can't watch anything new when I go to bed because I have a neocitrin, which I'm drinking right now. So if I get a little loopy by the end of this, it's because the neocitrin's kicking in. Um, which reminds me, we're going to pause for a drink because I'm thirsty. And according to my sister, if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Oh, it's so good that I like the taste of this stuff. Because it's a little potent when it's cold. It's pretty much like sucking on a raw lemon. All right. Anyway. Um, I don't know where I was now. Right, so, yeah, I had missed, I think I put Virgin River on at, like, 10.30, and I woke up at 3 and shut it off, so I missed, like, five hours worth of episodes. Oh, no, I was totally into a new season. I didn't even know how the last season ended or what the, the problem was because I'd made it that far. So, yeah, I can't watch anything until I'm better. Anything new at bedtime. I just throw on Supernatural or um, Buffy. Uh, what else did I watch? What did I watch last night? I don't remember. I know one night my fever was... <laughs> I had Crystal killing herself laughing and she wants to know She's going to come over one day and, and I'm going to show her. I found the door to Narnia. Yes, Narnia in the trailer. I would, had some messed up dreams that night. My fever was up and down and up and down all night. And um, the one dream that I remember, my trailer, I got up, got out of bed. Trailer looked exactly like it does right now. I went into the bathroom and I opened the little cupboard to take something out and I felt this cold breeze and I thought, wait, no, I've sealed all that off. There shouldn't be any breezes coming in. And I could see the plastic where I had, had tacked the plastic. It had lifted. So I went to stick it back down and I heard something. So I pulled it back and I looked and there's this whole entire room down below. And like it was a huge cement room. And it had like a full-size stove and a full-sized fridge and this huge counter space. And it had um, a lazy boy, a leather lazy boy, and a matching couch right underneath the TV. And the TV was the size of the entire wall. I swear this is like a 372-inch TV. It was huge, like movie theater-sized TV. And then there was a couch on the other wall. Um, directly across from the TV. And I remember 
Brian was sitting, Crystal's husband Brian was sitting in the Lazy Boy eating purple oranges and grumbling about all the food that he had brought over because I was sick and that nobody was going to eat it. Um, and yet he was eating it all as he's complaining that nobody's going to eat all the food. He's eating all the food. And it was quite a spread. And there was a wood stove in there. And, okay, so the wood stove was the coolest part about this whole entire room. The wood stove was kind of in the middle at the end of the room. And around the main part of the wood stove, it was all tiled, like tiled countertop. And it was all brick down the side so that it held the warmth. So whatever you put on that counter around the wood stove stayed warm. And then as you moved away from the wood stove, it went from tile into, um, I think it was stone. And then it went into wood, into wood countertop. So it was like a huge, and it had chairs around it. So you could actually sit at it and eat. So you could cook, like, this huge meal was cooked and he used the top of the wood stove. So there was stuff still cooking. I don't know, some green leafy. It could have been collard greens, but I'm not sure. Um, there was some weird things cooking on the stove. I think one of them had tentacles. I'm not exactly sure. It was weird looking food, not food you find in this realm, which is why I say I found the door to Narnia. Um, purple oranges. Like you, the peel on them was dark purple. And then the, the, the flesh inside was purple. It was like, and that's the one thing like I, I remember vividly is these purple, these dark, dark, dark purple oranges. Like it was, it was just bizarre. And I followed, there was like a hallway at the end of the room too. And I followed it and ended up in this living room and all the walls were painted red. And there was Crystal sitting and, and Brian and they're like, what are you doing in here? And if, when I looked outside, it was in the middle of this campground in the forest that I've never been to up on a hill and it was like this this whole hippie free love type festival and yeah it was really weird but yeah I found the door to Narnia in my trailer and I I do <laughs> still I still open it I kind of still look in and go yeah no and I close the door and I open it again and no close the door so I have to find the key again to get back to Narnia because it was really neat. I want to find those purple oranges. Like, I've seen blood oranges, but no, these were, like, dark, dark purple. They were the coolest things ever. And if I find out, these things really do exist. Now, they didn't have a whole lot of flavor, but in dreams, you don't really taste anything anyway. You don't, There's no taste. There's no smell, really, in dreams. So, if I ever find out these things are real, I'm, like, I'm, 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 gonna have kittens I'm, I'm gonna have kittens if I find out these things are real because they're the coolest looking things I just I just want one just because it looked really really cool um yeah and I woke up and went yeah I need to go take some Advil because <laughs> I had a fever and I knew um I knew I had a fever too because I went to bed that night and I was really cold I felt cold and I know my live studio audience is gonna go what the hell because I went to bed and I was wearing my jammy pants, socks. I had my X-Men shirt on and it's a long sleeve. And then I put on my big purple wool sweater and then got into bed under my great big huge comforter and my wolf blanket. And I was still shivering when I fell asleep. And it, it should have like crawled into my 
fever-induced brain. You have a fever, dummy. You got to take some of these layers off. You're just going to make it worse. The dreams were worth it, though. It was pretty cool. But I woke up in the morning from that dream and went, why, right? And realized that I was completely covered in goosebumps under all of these layers of clothing. And then it dawned on me, okay, you have a fever. You need to get up. You need to take some of these layers off. You need to take some Advil. You need to drink something. Because I didn't even have to pee. So I knew I was pretty dehydrated too. Um, Drink something and then get back into bed. (laughs) But not with all the layers on. Because I needed the fever to come down. I didn't need to make it worse. I didn't want to fry my brain. So it's been an interesting few days. Um, I am on the mend. It's kind of like a, a two steps forward, one step back routine. By the end of the day, I'm done. Um, I have absolutely no energy right now. It was a busy day. I could have used a nap when I came home, but anybody who knows me well knows that I'll keep going. (laughs) Whether, whether I have it in me or not, I will just keep going until I fall down and then I will lay there for a minute, (laughs) get up and keep going. That's what I do. Um, and then I did a thing today. Um, I haven't quite decided if it was a smart thing or if it was a dumb thing. But the last couple of days, um, since I haven't been doing much or going anywhere or doing anything, I've been hanging out on TikTok and jumping into the lives. And and you can't go live until you have like a thousand followers. That's like their rule. You have to have a thousand followers and then you can go live. I don't know. It's weird. You can go live on Instagram if you have like one follower. Same with Facebook. They don't care. But no, TikTok, you have to have a thousand. So it's like a goal. It's it's like, you know, pinnacle of success. I've reached a thousand followers. I can go live and nobody's going to come watch me. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, you got You make content and you get followers. Well, people found a loophole. They're called follow parties. So you go into these lives and you support everybody, like all the small TikTok accounts. And I went into this one the other night and I'm in there with people that have like 5,000 and 8,000 followers and they're on the road to 10,000. What am I doing in here? I've got like 540 followers. What the heck am I doing in here? And then all of a sudden I had like 860. Do what now? Oh, wait a minute. There might be something to this. And you go in and you just, you, you make yourself known in the chat. People can see you, you talk, you get shout outs from the hosts, which is really kind of cool. Especially if you're in like a room with 300 people. The chat is just flying by. So it's really hard to get noticed. Now, I post the same thing in every room that I go into. It's three purple hearts, three purple devils, three purple hearts. Spread the love, share the joy. Road to 1K. I have to change that now. Um, And I just copy it and paste it. And that's what I post. Um... So when you get a shout out from one of the the hosts of the room that you're watching, it's like, holy crap, all of a sudden you've got like 50 people following you and you, you follow people back, you follow people in the room and they follow you like, this is really cool. All right. Pretty cool. So then I jumped into that. They, they went offline because people have lives. 
So I thought, all right, let's jump into another one. So I jumped into another one. And I actually made a couple of friends in that one. Well, I wouldn't say friends. I'm very particular about who I call friends. They are acquaintances. They are, they are people on social media that I interact with. We'll say that. I had this, actually had this conversation with somebody not that long ago. But what my def- definition of a friend is. <laughs> so these are people that I interact with on social media. Um, and again, you know, I went up like another hundred followers and cool. So tonight I went in and, um, I had like 800 and some odd followers and I wasn't even paying attention. I was in, uh, TikTok pops room and he's a really nice old guy. He's from Alabama and his room is usually fairly small. There's maybe, I think the most we've had in there are like 20 people. Um, so it's basically just going in and showing support, hanging out, having a few laughs. You follow the people that are in there. Most of the people that were in there, I had already followed. Well, his room was jumping tonight when I went in and he saw me as soon as I come in. He's like, Lady Lou, you're back. And I'm, I'm back. And he went and checked my numbers. And I didn't even like I at this point didn't even know because I had already jumped out of the other live. Well, people kept following me. And he's like, you're at 997. You need three more to go live. Let's make this happen. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm at what? <laughs> and within five minutes, 10 minutes, I had like 1,010. And then it was up to 1,020. And I think when I signed off TikTok tonight, I was at like 1,030. I got a little giddy. I got a little cocky and I made a TikTok that said I was going to do coffee talk live tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. my time. And then I thought, okay, you know what? Nobody's going to see it. It's not going to be a big, well, I didn't say what time in in the TikTok. I did not say what time I was going to do coffee talk live. I just said I was going to do it live tomorrow morning. I have this really cool fan that follows everything that I do. Um, Jessalyn, I know you listen. So yes, this is your shout out girl. Um, She follows me on Facebook. She follows me on Instagram. She follows me on Twitter. She follows me on TikTok. Um, I don't. Oh, yes, she does. She follows me. I'm pretty sure she follows me on Snapchat, but she is a huge supporter Uh, she's always commenting on my videos and, you know, there's always positive comments. She is a really great person and she has some killer cosplays, by the way, just saying. So (laughs) I post this video and I'm thinking, yeah, nobody's going to see it. FYU page is usually pretty busy this time of night. And then I get a notification that purple pixies commented on my video and I'm like oh no <laughs> so thanks yeah you, you nailed me down and you made me commit to a time she's like what time are you doing this because I don't want to miss it I'm like oh no <laughs> all right um 10 ish because that's usually when I'm up and I'm having my first cup of coffee and I do my first coffee talk video 
So 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, y'all can sit and watch me fumble my way through a live coffee talk with a real coffee. And hopefully there'll be talk. I don't know. I could freeze. I could. It could happen. It could happen. I mean, I figured it would happen on my very first podcast. But my grandmother always did say I had the gift of gab. So, you know, that was okay. But I'm going to be sitting there and I'm going to hopefully, you know, who knows? Nobody could show up except for Pixie. Nobody could show up. And it would just be me and her having a chat. I'd be all right with that. That'd be all right. But... Yeah, I have a couple of people know that I'm doing this now. So, yeah, they'll be there. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure the Canadian smartass that I told will be there in full smarty pants mode because that's what he does. He likes to stir the pot. That's all right. I know where he lives, sort of. I know what town he lives in. I can find him. Just scare his little sidekick enough. He'll tell me. <laughs> and yes, Jason, I called you a sidekick because you wouldn't tell me why you were mad at me. And you said I was banned from the Twitch. So, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm on Twitch now, too, by the way, apparently. I don't know. You have to create an account to follow somebody. And I was following a friend's podcast. So, um, I now have a Twitch account. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what my handle is. I don't remember what the heck my name is on, over there. <clears throat> it's on my phone. I just have to like push the app and I'm I'm in. But I thought I always thought Twitch was for streaming video game playing. So I had no interest in watching other people play video games. I have no interest in playing them myself. Why would I want to watch other people? I spent a lot of years watching somebody else play a video game. I have no interest in doing it now. When I don't have to. But apparently there's DJs on there and there's podcasts on there and a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm going to be checking it out. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be doing Coffee Talk live tomorrow. We're going to see how that goes. Umma might come to visit. Umma might have to come and visit and save the show because I'm not sure I can carry this by myself. I don't know. I don't know. I'm as more outspoken than I am. But, uh, yeah. So it's been an interesting few days. It's been an interesting week. Um, I'm hoping by next week I will be much better. Tomorrow is um, magazine day. Um, there may or may not be an announcement in the future. We'll see. I don't know. Depends. Depends on things tomorrow um how things play out how things work tomorrow <laughs> but yeah tomorrow's magazine day i've got magazine work to do i've got um what do i have to do tomorrow i've got stuff oh my god i've got stuff to do tomorrow i have a list somewhere my happy planners around here somewhere there's a list i've got website stuff to do tomorrow got writing to finish tomorrow so i got stuff to do tomorrow how long have i been yapping at you what is this there's a notice on my phone yeah it's not for me oh my goodness it's been almost an hour people 
And that's totally going to be muffled because I just flipped that up onto the microphone and then flipped it. Why they put the microphone on the bottom of the phone, I don't know. Doesn't make any sense to me, but there it is. So, yeah, it's going to be a little muffled, but that's all right. You didn't need to hear what I was saying anyway. Um, I didn't say it out loud. It was completely said in my head. It was grumbly. It was snarly. And it was eh, whatever. But <laughs> it was a notification on my calendar that I need to take off of my calendar because it's not necessarily my responsibility anymore. But I keep it on my calendar so that I know. And I can go and check and make sure. Um, I got to renew my license this year. I gotta renew my license and my health card. This is not the year to have to renew that kind of stuff. Because right now, the entire province is in lockdown. It's going to be in lockdown until after my birthday. Which means Service Canada is not open. I can't get in there to get my sticker for my car. I can't get in there to renew my license or my health card. I'm going to be driving around with an expired license and an expired sticker. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be a nervous wreck every time I leave the driveway. So I got to figure out how to do this. Like I went online. I might be able to do it online. I might be able to renew it online. Um, yeah, I might be able to renew it online. And I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to have to do is like, I want, yeah, I have to change. I'm going to change my address, but I want to wait. I can't change my address. I, uh, Let me try that again. I'm not changing my address until I move into my own place. So I think I'm going to be able to renew my license and my health card and get my sticker online because I'm not changing anything. So I'll look into that tomorrow. I'll be, I'll be checking my results for my COVID test tomorrow and might as well see if I can do that tomorrow. Um, because the sooner I can get that done, then the sooner they can get it printed up and mail it to me. <coughs> that would be fantastic. Um, I don't even know. God, it's been so long since I put a sticker on a car. Because when we bought the car, the new the car that I have now, um, they got the plates and got the sticker and everything and put that all on for us and then delivered the car to us. So I didn't have to go to Service Canada. I think in the States you call it the DMV. We call it Service Canada because it does your health card. It does your insurance. It does your ownership. You go in there and you get all that stuff. Well, not your insurance, but it does your, your sticker for your plate that says your plate's valid registered with the government it's valid all that good stuff and through service canada um you get your passport pictures taken there and and giving your passport stuff um what else can you do there i could i think that's all you can do there but i can't remember where i was going with this Alright, my Neo Citroen's starting to kick in because my brain just went <laughs> It's it's gone too mush. Um so I think I'm gonna end this here for tonight. Ooh. And I hope you guys all have a less exciting week than I have had. Um 
do everything you can. I actually said this to Crystal earlier. I am, I, I am full on wear the mask. Go out, wear the mask. And I think if all of the anti-maskers got together and they had to have one COVID test done, just one, all it would take is one bottle brush up the nose, into the brain, they'd all wear masks just to keep that away from them. I guarantee you that is all it would take. Send the anti-maskers in, give them a COVID test, send them out, they'll wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I bet you, you threaten them with another test, they will put a mask on their face. I am not setting foot outside my door without a mask on my face and hand sanitizer somewhere on me. Because I am not doing that again. Ever. Ever. Guaranteed. Yep. Anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers. Go stick a bottle brush up their nose and spin their brain around a little bit. Pull it out. They'll wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I bet you. I would bet money on it. Anyway, that's my personal opinion. It does not reflect those of the company or the publishing house of this podcast. There's the disclaimer. That is my personal opinion. I think all you, all the, I don't like anti-maskers. I don't. I have way too many people that could be seriously seriously sick if they got COVID and or die. Um, I have had people that have been seriously sick from COVID. I know people who have died from COVID. I know people who have had family members die of COVID. Uh, A friend of mine, actually, Tova, her dad just died. Guess what? Um, yeah, so wear the damn mask. I want my life back. (laughs) okay so that's it i'm done for this week and i will catch you all next week um have a good one stay out of trouble wear your mask wash your hands be kind all right see ya oh wait i didn't even tell you where you can find me wow that stuff is good neo citron man lemon y'all gotta have you gotta try it okay you can find me on facebook at Stephanie J. Barty. You can find me at the World of Myth magazine. You can find me at Lupa Barty. I'm over at Luhu Baskets. I'm at Lupa's Bits, the podcast. Holy crap, I am everywhere. Um, I'm on Twitter at Lupa B. The World of Myth magazine. Yeah, that's it on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, I'm at Luhu Baskets. Lupa's Bits, the podcast. Stephanie Barty, Stephanie Barty, author. Yeah, uh, Stephanie Lupavardi author, <laughs> and then I'm on Instagram at Lady Luhu, which I have to rethink because them Southern boys have a really hard time reading that. They're not quite. I mean, how hard is it to read Luhu? L U H O O. Lou, bless you. Who? Bless you again. <laughs> my live studio audience is allergic to the end of my show. Just saying. Oh, okay. That was just the weirdest experience. I couldn't actually swallow. Like, have you ever had that experience? You go to swallow and you actually, like, your throat muscles are going, no, no, we're not working. We quit. No, we're done. That was, like, really weird. It was like it was stuck. Like, uh, anyway. All right. I got to get out of here. You can find me. Yeah. Lady Lou, or, yeah, Lady Lou Who on, um, 
TikTok. I'll be live tomorrow morning. And Mistress Lou, that's it on Twitch. Okay. All right. That's it. I'm done. I'm out. See ya. Carry on our way, There'll be peace when you are gone. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry.